Hey, what up, Jizz Vibers? Welcome back to the Jizz Vibes podcast. My name is Sangelo Kumalo, and I am the host who's bringing you thought-provoking conversations always. On today's episode, on today's rather exciting, thought-provoking episode, I am joined by Tamiya Matukani, and um, this episode really, really challenged my thinking. This episode um, really just gave me a different perspective. This episode really deepened my understanding. I think that's the proper term to use that my understanding was just deepened nonetheless um yeah guys please don't forget to like share and subscribe to the podcast and also as precautionary warning i'd like to add that the audio quality is going to be completely different from the intro because this was recorded remotely so yeah let's kick it Okay, let's 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 jump into it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need you to do like a young brief intro, who you are, oh, uh, what you stand for, how you feeling <laughs> today, and all of that. Hectic. Okay, so I need to think of this on top of my head. Okay, so I'm Tamia. I go by Tamia Juliet Matukane. Well, that's on my ID. Um, I'm 22. <laughs> I'm 22, and obviously I study at the University of Pretoria. I'm studying BCom Law um in my final year by the way so um exactly so i see myself one day taking over the corporate law world as not only a woman but as a black woman you know and i see myself energy dude i'm serious i'm serious about be um navigating a space that doesn't have people who look like me and I want to dominate. So that's my whole goal. And I think it stems a lot from the, my upbringing and the way I grew up and the things I experienced. And by that, I mean that as a young child, I was always bullied um, for my skin tone. I was uh, That made me feel very inadequate. And I think that's what developed my whole perfectionism, um, go-getter attitude. And um, I was always that kid who was the overachiever. And that was because I wanted to prove to people that I am enough, that I am good enough to be in certain spaces you know and capable you know so um i'm very passionate about chats like colorism um like chats that surround um um insecurities and um imposter syndrome all that kind of stuff because i relate a lot to a lot of those chats because i've been there i've gotten the t-shirts and I sometimes still do wear the t-shirts in these instances. So, yeah. So, that's a brief kind of just of who I am and why I relate to this chat and why you've invited me here. Right. <laughs> uh, well, like, uh, my thing is, I invited you because um, you're a powerhouse, man. Like, I've seen oh. you do things. I've seen you. Like, you stand, bro. Like, you have a presence. And um, Dude, uh, I really, really appreciate that. So, hence... This is why I thought it would be best to have this colorism chat with you because not only did you personally experience, um, as you said, that you were bullied because of your skin tone, but um, you've somehow managed to find something that works for you and you overcame it. And I mean, bro, we see you there on Instagram, you're shining, you're doing your thing. (laughs) Because I I also remember there was a chat um, 
I can't remember, but I think it was last year mm. where you said that you struggled with uh, being on Instagram and you struggled with, um, you had self-esteem issues. Mm. Like you wouldn't post story, you wouldn't fully show yourself and stuff. Yeah. And it's been like such a huge growth to to see you now on Instagram. I mean, you're doing promos, you're, you're cooking, you're there, you're everything. <laughs> and that is growth. So hence, you know, yeah, hence, like, it's, hence it's important for me to have this chat with you. Yeah, like you know, you know, you're mentioning something very important. So I'm like, um, my first Instagram account I created it when I was in grade nine, and the reason why I created Instagram yeah, at, yeah. at that age is because a friend of mine had Instagram and she was big, and she wanted me to add to her followers. So I got Instagram to add to her followers, but I never posted for years. I think my first post came around, um. I would say, actually, it might have been first year because I posted my matric dance pictures and all that kind of stuff around that time. And I mind you, I had matric dance around like in 2016 and my posts only came in 2017. So that gives you an idea of how scared I was to put myself out there and for people to see my pictures. Yeah. And I feel like by putting your pictures on Instagram, you're opening yourself up to scrutiny from people, from strangers, you know? So um, that is true. So I think my Instagram now, the way it is, like Sam, last year, I think actually it might be like I'd say when I started my Instagram account, I was a kid who was sitting like a hundred and something followers. And then like I, I don't know if you saw my story where I posted that Instagram um, my my iPod with my, my old Instagram, which is like last year or so. And I was on six hundred followers. And to think that I'm sitting on two point five right now and growing and there are people who genuinely genuinely want to hear what i have to say who genuinely want to see me prosper it's crazy to me and it's even crazier to think that i've created a little community of dark-skinned little girls and big girls who we've come up with this little circle of kumbaya where we can share our stories and kind of really boost each other up like for me that's the best part of my instagram right now it's it's crazy to me it really really is let's i was thinking of um um the definition of colorism before we get too deep into the conversation yes and that you know um it's just like kind of be like a basic definition of like what can you please explain what colorism is oh so you're in your own rights and in your own experience okay yeah for me, colorism is basically being discriminated for on the basis of your skin tone. So it's part of your big isms. And it's it's one of the isms that I feel is very is marginalized and forgotten because it it like it's not as big as well. People make out the other isms to be as big, like racism, um, sexism, all of that are very big and important. But I feel like colorism is a very big branch, and that branch is from racism because um Colorism looks at um racism looks at separating races. Then colorism looks at separating those races into skin tones. And within those skin tones, there are others that are considered superior and others that are considered inferior. So colorism to me is something that is hurtful because just on the basis of your skin tone, someone can look at you and determine whether they deem you important or not. That's what colorism is to me. That's- definition because um in the south african context i mean um colorism stems from apartheid in that um you know 
black people were treated unfairly because of the color of the skin, yes. whereas um, other people of color who were lighter, um, they moved to more affluent areas. Yes. They were treated better. They got better housing and mm. etc. Um, in this day and age, right? <clears throat> Sorry? How do you think colors in this day yeah. and age, in modern times, as, as I think we've seen on social media, because we keep on going back to this conversation yeah. and that, um, yo, <laughs> hey guys, this is a you're being colorist right now, and people think that you you are attacking them. Yes. Um. So how do we break? How do we break down? Uh, like acts of colorism. Like how how did you experience it? Like how do I experience colorism? Yeah. Now. Okay. Like <laughs> you know, colorism is it has a funny way of manifesting in social spaces, and people don't realize it. Um. My whole life and. This is obviously just a very good example. I've been friends with I'm friends with people of different skin tones and different races, but when I talk about people within my race, I've been friends with like light skinned girls. I first started ex- fully fully experiencing colorism in primary school, where my best friend was considered the lightest girl in school, and then funny enough, I was considered the darkest girl, in 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 well not in school like in the grade. So she was the lightest in the grade, I was the darkest in the grade, but we were best friends. <laughs> So I would experience this where we'd go out together and um, what, what is, there's a movie I watched, they call it The Duff, right? What does Duff mean again? Okay. Um, where basically you are that friend who is an, a walking billboard to, and a supporting act to your friend. So I was always, oh, I'm always, the, and, and, and I still see it now. And, and, and people might not believe me, but I still see it now. I would be in spaces where I'm with my lighter friends. And um, usually if, like a gents, it's the way they treat you. And I see it a lot perpetuated by gents. You'll be in a space where you, you left home feeling beautiful and you, all your friends are like, oh my word, you look so gorgeous. You told your friends, you look so gorgeous tonight. We're going to have a good time and everyone's going to think we're so pretty. You know, fine. Then you get there. And then all of a sudden, you have these microaggressions where someone will push you to get to your friend. And, or, and then when they're talking to your friend, they have their back turned towards you. And people might think that this is so crazy. But for me, it becomes PTSD because that's how I've been treated my whole life. It, and for me, it always reminds yeah. me of those moments that I can have the best weave. I can look, the, I can have a really pretty outfit. I can have a really bright smile. I can look, I can be very kind. I could be, I could have a light illuminating and look beautiful, but I will always never be enough for everyone in society, no matter what I do, just on the basis that I'm darker than the girls that I'm with. And it's it's the little things. It's the little things, but for me, they are big things. And the reason I say for me they're big things now is because I always used to gaslight myself and to be like, nah, Tamiya. And you know when people say it's a preference? I I was saying that to myself. I can't be everyone's preference. I can't be liked by everyone. Um. I'm, I'm, I'm an acquired taste. Jay, that's what I used to say in my head. I'm, a, I'm an acquired taste to some people. Not everyone will see my beauty. As long as my mom sees my beauty and my friends see my beauty. But why should I be walking around thinking like that, Sam? Uh, we men, we uphold um, the standard of beauty because, mm. I mean, it benefits us. Mm. You know, um, you, you mentioned how, how like, uh, you did, you get these microaggressions from James. Yeah. And honestly, I've I've seen it play out because also me as a guy, um, if 
if if I'm within like a group of guy friends and then we look at the girls and then obviously the lighter one gets more favor because yeah. she is deemed as beautiful. And it's also been such a crazy, 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 crazy time to just like try to forget that and try to, you know, uh, psych yourself out of it. Mm. Um, and as I said, um, masculinity is whitewashed, you know, yeah. um, the idea of, 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 of masculinity for me, I think it's, it's very, it's 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 white supremacy <laughs> mm. you know white supremacy orientated because if you look at how we try to reinforce our masculinity in itself we are upholding the idea that um white is better yeah because our uh, masculinity in itself well i think yeah i think that's a reach so i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm gonna speak <laughs> no, on but that like, you know what Jay? <laughs> and and when when i think of the like when i think about colorism especially in essay in the essay context it's also the music that we yeah. are subjected to. You know, there's this song that I know by Ushjava and um, I think Saudi. And 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 trust me, I don't listen to these artists, but I know I know these artists for this specific song because um, this song I remember listening to it and it was on Trace, and I'm here minding my own business, and then next thing you hear, Funutano yellow, and I'm like, I look at myself and I'm like, I'm not yellow, you know. And people are screaming these lyrics out in the club, clubs that I attend. How am I supposed to be secure in myself and feel confident when everyone is talking about looking for the ideal woman and the ideal woman is yellow? For lack of, well, actually, I didn't coin the term yellow, but that's the term used, you know? I'm not yellow. So how how am I? supposed to navigate society knowing in my head always that i'm not the ideal woman that is insane because i can just now imagine in that your crush is busy singing this song and already that disqualifies <laughs> you like you're supposed to be in a space where you're supposed to be in a space where you're happy yeah um that is insane i, I genuinely did not think of it that extent and like now i'm thinking of it and it's like blowing my mind because um, you know, i know these small uh acts of you know when you dismiss yourself because now your crush doesn't want you yeah they mention something that doesn't fit to you so already you're going through a battle in your head should i should i not i'm not good enough because okay okay now that's a that's that that's 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 that's, that's such a great insight because the next question was um, the contribution of media and society to this problem. And yeah, I'm mind blown because, wow. It's hectic. And then, and then also when you talk, if we speak here on media, um, in this present time, there's a lot of chats of colorism on Twitter. Yo, Sam, those days yeah. are days where my, my, and I call it PTSD because the things that I've gone through as a child that come back to me and that still are remnants in my life is ridiculous. I'm 22 years old. I'm 22 years old, but I remember things said to me at the age of six, at the age of eight, that I've experienced at the age of 10, you know? And that's why I call it PTSD because whenever these chats come out, the way people are so callous in handling these chats, the way people are so flippant about colorism and the way people are quick to dismiss the plight that young dark-skinned women are trying to raise and, and make people aware of and people are quick to dismiss it as being 
you are overreacting. It's not that deep. Ah, oh, that's not true. But you've never walked a day in my shoes, ever. And you will never yeah. ever be able to understand what I go through on a daily. And then you get people, media personalities, who are there, who have a platform to change the narrative on some of these things, who are perpetuating these um these colorist chats. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> so in South Africa, we have this um famous actor, actress, sorry, and um she's she's done a, she's gotten a lot of jobs, Netflix jobs, and she's you know she's popular and um she is very she's very light. Yeah. So she's she's yellow. She's the epitome of yellow. Mm. She's a banana. <laughs> And um, she has um, long, thick Kelly hair. She's like, she's the poster child for um, for uh, for social media and yes, adoration. Um, so like, <laughs> yes, or she's the poster child of racial ambiguity. And obviously, um, if social media obviously loves that because blackness is not really something that they are really into. Yeah. Because like, why must they fully black girls? Um, so she's she's denying the chat of um, being privileged in terms of how she looks. So she's saying that colorism does not exist because she worked hard to get where she is. And her skin tone and her racial ambiguity did not contribute to making her popular or to making her getting certain shows. And people are like, but you're not really that great of an actor, of an actress. You're not really that great of of a media personality because also we've seen multiple times that she has a very shady personality. Yeah. Um, so, so, and she's, she's literally gaslighting everyone and she's telling people that, no, I work hard to be where I am and etc. So, and, and now she's posing herself as a victim. Mm. And I, I saw a tweet where someone was like, uh, she's reached her epitome. She's like a white woman now because she's weaponizing her tears. And I was yeah. like, Oh. That's true. <laughs> I agreed wholeheartedly oh, with that tweet. Like, I was so shocked. Because it's true. And I'm like, oh, mm. okay. Because also, I've seen in society, they they, 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 they cater so much to, to the lighter people. You know, if they start crying, oh, what do you need? Oh, um, how can I help you? Because they are deemed as fragile. They are deemed as yeah. important. A deemed as eggs that need to be carried in contrast to a dark-skinned black girl whereby society um deems her as as strong as you've seen we that we are the poster um, child for angry black women we are exactly you, we are the poster and, and, child of that yo and mm-hmm. and and like as i said they view dark skin as as stronger and hence closer to mess like they 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 masculinized i'm not even sure if that's a word and i think also that is why guys don't really i'm not excusing this but i'm just trying to understand the logic but um you know i think that's why guys really don't want to go for the dark skin girl because she's stronger because she's closer to masculinity to your masculinity hence you know i i i don't get it you see, with the, with what you just said now, and, and, and whenever I think of this, I think of the biggest example in terms of an international actor is Megan Thee Stallion, and maybe that's why I love her so much. She's a dark-skinned yeah. woman who is tall, taller than than some men, and um, she is 
a world-renowned superstar now. That's what she is. But whenever she, when she went through that whole situation with Tory Lanez, she was demonized. She, nobody at the beginning even tried to sympathize with her. People had to be taught and shown why they should sympathize with her being shot. But, and I hate comparing these situations because I like to only talk about my experiences. But if, yeah. if someone, let's say, for lack of a better person I can think of right now, Drea Michelle got shot. I think that all men would be in her corner right there and then fighting, wanting this man hunted down and put in jail for hurting a woman. And and the reason I say hurting a woman is because Megan the Stallion in that whole situation was never seen as a woman. She was referred to as Megan. And people are like, ah, making jokes about it. People thought it was funny that she was shot and people were making memes. And why is that? And people are not ready for the chat to come and think about the reason they thought it was funny and why they were making memes is because Megan is a dark-skinned, tall woman. Therefore, how the hell does she get shot, you know? And why is she getting shot? And she's strong. Why is she, you know, not like... She's not fragile, basically. She's not fragile. Exactly, exactly. And why is she crying about it? I mean, why doesn't she... She, she moved past it because she's, she's a strong black woman. I hate that word. She's wiling out. She shouldn't have dratted him yeah. out. She's not... Oh, guys, come on. You know? So, things like that really hurt me. And, 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 and I'm very sensitive to them because I recognize them from the onset. I don't need to be educated. I don't need to be told what's happening. That's why whenever I'm in a room with dark-skinned girls, I always gravitate towards them because... There'll be times where maybe we're in a group and they're trying to, like, we're playing games. Oh, my word, Sam. I need to talk about games nights. <laughs> Yo, in games nights, I would be sitting with dark skin women. And you know why we sit together? Because we know we're not going to be picked as, we're not going to be picked for any of the questions in the circle, if you get what I mean. That is insane. We're not going to be picked. And I don't need to, I, and I don't, <laughs> I don't think about it consciously. I know it subconsciously. And the girl next to me, who's maybe my skin tone, she knows it subconsciously. So the whole night, we'll just be sitting in the corner and we don't, we can have our own chat because we know that everyone in the circle is probably going to forget about us. And people in the circle are not going to choose us. So when they're like, um, who would you, who would you kiss in the room? I probably just laugh because I'm like, I'm definitely not the choice. And it sounds so petty when I'm talking about this, but I'm trying to show you that in an everyday life, these things happen, but people don't notice it. This is that's that's how colorism is perpetuated. That's how it is. It's the little thing. Exactly. And when you vocalize it, you're seen as that you're wiling, as you said, that term exactly. that you're wiling. It's not that deep. You know, that's why I'm never. I I personally don't have time to wild out about these things anymore. That's why sometimes I'm just like I'll just rather opt out to play because I know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna partake in any of this. I'm just gonna sit there the whole night nursing my drink and laughing at other people doing weird things. But I'm not gonna be involved, and everyone's gonna forget that I'm not even part of the conversation or the topic of conversation. And yeah, I'm just that kid who's 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 not chosen or picked. To be on the team, basically, you know. So, yeah. Do you think? Yeah. Do you, 
do you also think that um white people in specific treat um different uh skin tones of black people differently or is it the same we all know that like obviously is it, is it, they don't like us that much yeah but you know is it funny but like i always used to have this chat with my mom it's a weird that like whenever dark i mean white people date are in interracial relationships um bwwm for those who know <laughs> um those who, <laughs> who really like black women usually the black women are the closest like are dark dark skin very natural looking they basically are the poster child for what people deem African women to be. Do you get what I mean? Do you get my gist? Mm, that is so crazy. That is so crazy. Every single white man, most majority of the white men who go for women who are who are black, they usually are dark with natural hair and are the, probably could be on the poster for the Black Panthers or something. And then that brings up another chat. Why? why oh yeah. that is insane do you think do you think that it's 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 overcompensating for i don't know or is it like black or is it like the i don't know like black bodies like, being fetishized the thing is for me um i feel like i i i, I genuinely don't like to comment on issues that i'm not like well educated on but personally my opinion and this is what I've personally always thought was that it's <laughs> sometimes okay. Let me tell you why I'm going to say this statement. I watched this show on Netflix. I think it's called Bubblegum. <laughs> I don't know if you've watched okay. it, but maybe basically it's this girl. Yeah. She's she's you know there's a show you're you're talking about with this gorgeous British actress. But what the you said you wanted to talk about the series. Um, she's a beautiful dark skinned British act. Um actress she's got these gorgeous eyes and that kind of stuff okay i'm I'm going off track but she's in the show bubblegum then she met this white guy who was like he's into her obviously this girl is in the show i think she's african nigerian or something like that so she dresses in prints she has natural hair she is got gorgeous dark skin that luminous basically this guy met her he took her to the house um when when they get there um, he puts her in like African regalia. So she's like, okay, this is weird, but okay, whatever. Then he sits down on the couch after that. He tells her, um, I want you to dance for me. Like you in Africa. So she was like, what? What? And then she starts doing this dancing after. It's like, dance like a monkey. Dance like this. Like he made her do these weird African things. And then the wife walked in. And the wife was like, what is happening here? And and she was basically berating him because she's like, "This is you've, you've done this before. She has this thing of looking for African-looking black women and making them do African things. And it was basically his fetish. I can never, ever look at these relationships the same ever since I saw that scene in that series. Because it's that like... That is insane. <laughs> exactly. So I'm not saying it's a fetish. I'm just saying that like when men want black women, they want, they want, they don't want someone who's closest to whiteness. They want someone who's closest to blackness, if that makes sense. Because, because I had, um, I had a group of, 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 of white friends because I went to a predominantly white school. So, um, you would always have, um, the white guys who definitely would just say, no, I don't want black people. And then you'd have, um, 
the white guy who is so into black people and just definitely does not want a white girl. But then it always bothered me how 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 he portrayed black women. You know, it was always a thing of like, yo, did you see her body? Black, 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 black girls have big bums. Uh black mm-hmm. girls um, you know, yeah. good in bed. Black girls are you know, they're sexy. It's, that it's, it's, it's never exactly it's the jungle fever exactly mm. it's never it's never a chat of um looking at a black woman because they see her yes as a woman mm. you know outside of her blackness outside of her african like her africanness outside of just her persona her accent her physicality but it's always a chat of that the black woman's body is always sexualized and um yeah i think also even with with the term of colorism and as black men, I think you know if a black girl has a proper physical stature, she has a nice bum. She has you know she 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 has a tiny waist and stuff like that. Black men are willing to look past the colorist chat. So just like oh okay okay no no. For the night. Did you see her body though? For the night, Jay. For the night. That is true. For and why I say that? that, that, that that's a that's cool <laughs> For the night. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Guys, Whoa, I know okay. so many girls who, like, I have so, like, guys, the stories I hear from doxing girls, because I've befriended a lot of girls on social media, because I feel like we have to uplift each other. But most of them are saying that, like, they're only good enough for the night. They're only good enough for hookups. Because, yes, um, you have a great body, and, you know, and then the next day they can go tell the boys when the boys are like, oh, bro, you saw the girl you hooked up with yesterday. And what can he say? I was drunk, you know? Ah, dude, it was just, it was just, it was just, you know, a, a thing of I needed someone, you know, she was there. That's how they talk about us. And I know they talk about us like this because I chill a lot, a lot around a lot of boys. And this is, these are the chats that I'm, I hear. And then after that, tomorrow, when you go there and you, like, as a, as a girl, you're like, you're thinking that maybe this guy likes you and now you are told no. Darling, it was just, you know, it was just a fling. It was just a hookup. You're never good enough to surpass that stage of a hookup. But I was, I was, I was, but not for the long run. Because you know that for the long run, the boys, the boys will never, ever accept you. Because you are not beautiful. That is, that is crazy because I, I think of it now and I'm thinking of the chats and I'm just like, what the actual hat because it is true what you're saying is true in that um if you bring a dark skin girl it's always a chat of oh as long as you're happy as long as you're happy oh sam omg i just got goosebumps because yes that's exactly that those are the chats that are, are, are literally going on and everyone thinks it's okay everyone thinks it's okay you know you know, also because I think in that um when 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 we gens date, actually just our whole male identity is other male centered, other male approval centered, you know, um, because a woman is seen as someone that is there to compliment you, yes. uh someone that is there to 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 uplift you, someone that is there to uh elevate your reputation. Because obviously there's been a chat of nah, I can't bring a asking girl, you know, mm-hmm. because doctors mean there's and, and hence that affects your entire let me let me shake the table a bit and i don't want dark skin kids okay. I, I, don't, oh, I don't i don't want my geez. kids to be dark that is t- 
table's shaking. Mm. Shaking. I'm mm. shaking. <laughs> literally right now putting my sunglasses on. <laughs> that's the, no, that's, that's the, the true chat. It's a true chat. Because, because I, I mean, also colorism, you see it a lot with babies. Yes. I mean, me as a child, <laughs> I was, I was, I was in Ghana and definitely, I was relatively light and my brother was light as well. So, in family settings, we got treatment. We got treated better. Like it yeah. was. I'm glad oh, you saw that. You know, I'm glad were... you realized that because most people don't realize that. Your family. <laughs> yeah. I actually like. I I knew that we were treated differently than the other kids because we were always told how beautiful we were in contrast to other my cousins or my relatives who are darker than me. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think. And I think, you know, as, 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 as a light-skinned kid, if you are, cons- well, now I'm not light-skinned, <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't light-skinned, but I was like relatively, <laughs> yeah. relatively lighter. But um, I think, you know, that feeds into your ego because mm. you constantly been, your, your skin, your skin tone has been, oh, dude, you are so beautiful. Dude, yeah, you are, obviously. you know. When you're on the pedestal, how else are you going to act? Yeah, that is... And and it's crazy because kids take it and they they interpret it and that's how they treat other kids as well because exactly. also there's there's been jokes around us kids like obviously we have that dark friend you know and you make such dumb dumb jokes about you know like and, oh you you as dark as coal you and I've been called dark as coal I've been likened to coal I've been likened to coke you know like dude it's things like that that yeah people deem to be dumb jokes but. Why am I still thinking about them now at 22 years old? Mm, mm. Sure. Guys, because that so shaped powerful. your identity in a well. Yes. And I always think, how, like, would I be different now if I had not experienced the things that I had experienced? Would I hold my myself higher? Would I hold my, my head higher than I, I am right now? Would I walk with my shoulders up, would I be more confident? Would I walk in a room and not feel insecure? Would I be sure of myself as Tamia if I had experienced a life that was much kinder to me? I think about that a lot. Having had had this conversation, how do you think um, we, we should do better and hold space for people for us people of dark skin, you know, um, cause me, I know it does not affect me because as a black guy, um, as, as we, as we've mentioned before in the podcast in that, like, um, darkness is seen as more masculine. Um, so I am praised for being of a darker skin color because ooh, he's more manly exactly. uh, in contrast to a light skin gent. And, and- um, Wait, before we continue on yeah. with that question, I want to interject with that, with something. You know, with you are right with the dark skin guys and the chats have been them being, like, they don't have to lift the finger. I know with myself, I always have to be great. I have to be brilliant. I have to be so great that my skin tone should not even be a factor and what I mean by that is that hence whenever I go in group settings I always want to lead with my mind before I lead with the way I look 
if I if I can if I can, the minute someone says something, and and that's why in the club I, I used to do this a lot. In the club I talk about, oh what what do actuaries do? I would talk about what Einstein said in this in this in this in this journal or what Einstein meant by saying this and this. I talk shop all the time in the club because I need to be incredible. I need to be incredible to the point where nobody. Everyone's going to see past my skin tone. That's why I think in high school, I was such an overachiever because I don't want my skin tone to ever be a topic of conversation. Whenever you think of Tamiya, I wanted you to think of Tamiya who, was, who had this accolade, who was top 10, who was this leader of this charity head, who did this, who did that, who did that. So there needs to be a list before you get to the point that, oh, Tamiya's dark. And and I see it still happening. Oh. I still want people to see my brilliance. I I um, I want people to acknowledge that Tamia has a mind. That Tamia is smart. That Tamia knows how to do this. That Tamia is brilliant. Before they can be like Tamia, is a dark skinned woman. Because I know sure. that I can't have, I can't walk into a space where I'm overlooked before I even open my mouth. So I rather open my mouth before I'm even looked at, basically. But that was but that the, is insane. Yeah. Because because you you now go through gymnastics of having yeah. to sell yourself. Exactly. And 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 I will never stop doing that. You know why? It's ingrained in me now. That has yeah. become my life. But you see my dark skin men the counter on the opposite end don't have to do a single thing but just exist. <laughs> <laughs> and breathe. That is true. And funny enough, they don't that want is us true. to. Which Chats. is true. Yeah. It's, but, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's always it's always weird for me the dissonance that um we men have to the struggles of black women. Yeah. It's crazy. Because someone once said that once said that uh black men are equivalent to white men. And I was just like, <laughs> wait, what? That is so true. Because um simple example with the whole colorism chat a dark-skinned gent can tell you that i don't like black women yes. and you're just sitting there trying to 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 add it all up together and it's not making sense because how can you be so completely disassociated with the reality of a black woman yet you are a black man and you're even of darker skin tone than her Dude, it's it, it. That's life, bro. You know, I grew up in the the um the Johannesburg private school scene. Hey, guys, the things I saw, the things I heard, I think yo, yeah. You see, those chats are trauma traumatizing. They are really traumatizing because in your face, you are told you cannot be. You're not good enough for the white guys. You're not good enough for the black guys. Therefore, what does that mean? Yeah. yeah. You're not good enough. Because because also with me, I went through a phase whereby, as I did mention, that I went to a predominantly white school yeah. and I was hanging around white people. And um, I adopted an anti-black mentality in that, no, I, I'm i going to date white girls only. No. And if she was black, then she had to be incredibly extra. She had to be extra light. She had to be, you know, she had to be smart. She had to be, there was a, there was a whole list. And yes. It, it it hit me when I got to university and I actually got to sit and critically think about my anti-Black mentality and how much of 
damage it was doing to to the black girls around me. Mm. Tamia, bro, there was a time when I remember I when I first dated my a black girl yeah. and I, I constantly emphasized how, oh, you know, you one of the few, you know, because in my head I thought that was a compliment. But then oh I was like, gosh, oh Sam. And now I and now I realize how toxic that was and how how degrading and how absolute abusive that was to her entire mm. identity. Mm. I'm glad you realized that because most don't. Some are still living in that bubble, hey? Really, really living in that bubble. Yeah. You know? And then also as a black girl who lives in like who who grows up in that kind of society or are only exposed to those kind of gents. Um, you feel like you've won when someone tells you that. And now your whole, your whole essence and your your esteem, your, your sense of self-esteem is based on the fact that you are deemed to be the trophy, the only black trophy, you know? And that's how you see yeah. yourself, an object. You're basically an object, you know? You are lucky. I got you in my um, Kinder Joy. You're basically in a Kinder Joy pack, <laughs> and you're lucky that you were picked. <laughs> Dude, that's it. I know it's, uh... but that's how it is. That's 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 how it is, and people don't realize it. You know, it's scary. Yeah. And sad. Very very sad. But yeah. It's it's sad. Moving on, um, I wanted to ask, like, how do you think me as a black man or me as a human existing on this ghetto planet, um, <laughs> how do I how do I hold space and create a space where um dark skinned people are included, where dark skinned people feel validated, where dark skinned people uh, don't I don't arise insecurities and trauma in them. Yeah. I think for me, the first step is taking a look in and looking at the, your, your language. What are you saying? Mm. What, what are the terms you're using? What is the way you speak about certain individuals? The minute you look at someone and you're ref- like, and, I, and I'm bringing this back from my IG, but when you look at someone and the first thing you say is that, wow, you look very beautiful in that chocolate skin. Why are you saying that? Ooh. I hate that so much. Mm-hmm. Why are you calling? Especially, yeah. Especially the whole chocolate baby conversation. Yes, yes, sir. Why are you? Why is in your vocabulary chocolate associated with dark people? Why in your vocabulary are you always referring to dark skinned women as Lupita? Why are you always referring to them as Nubian? Why are you always referring to people according to their skin tone? yellow chocolates this like why is your vocabulary not just the words when you want to compliment someone you are beautiful why are your words not Mm. wow you are you have you look incredible today you know You, you you are glowing what is it that you use on your beautiful skin but don't attest all these things to my skin tone Make it about what you want to compliment me on, you know? So first of all, look inside on your vocab and what you say to people and how you compliment people. And also think about how you think about people. When you're seeing a dark-skinned person, are you thinking, damn, I'll just smash her for the night? 
But why? Why are you looking at someone else's child and looking at them and just saying, I want to smash her for the night, but then you're looking at another person's child and you're like, oh, damn, I want to date her. Investigate your thoughts. Sure. Investigate your language. Then after that, think about the spaces you're in. Are you keeping quiet when someone says something offside? Are you complicit by just being quiet because that is you are complicit as well when you are quiet when your homies are laughing at a girl because she's dark skin or your homies are laughing at a homies girl because she's dark skin and you are keeping quiet and you are laughing as well you know so investigate the spaces you're in are you are you also praising people on the basis of their skin tone are you also in the club there just laughing at girls because she thinks she can get you but did you see her and when you when someone looks at this girl you're referring to her as did you see her she's dark you know and you're like she's not even you know she shouldn't have speak to me that is so like that is what people are saying you know so i think it starts with that and also don't forget your family you um you maybe for instance like you said like you could have been you you might be lighter what if you had a darker sibling and you're going to your extended family you're there in the village and they're calling you miss south africa or mr south africa and then they're calling that one in Ghana, and you guys are all fine with that why why are you quiet why are you guys allowing your relatives yes they family and they they they're just joking but why are we joking like that you know so for me like i said yeah. language your thoughts and are you quiet and are you doing something about the way people of a darker skin tone are treated in your circles around family in the workplace and you also need to look inside yourself and realize when you are privileged because when you can't even realize that you're privileged how the hell are you going to see that someone else is how is 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 it considered inferior to yourself and you obviously you can't change anything when you don't realize that so that's my two cents yeah no <laughs> yeah no that was that was that two cents was worth a lot <laughs> that two cents was worth a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot um yeah man i think we're gonna like stop recording now yeah this is like your this is yeah, thank you so much for hopping on. Oh my god. Thank I you so much so for grateful um, for you for inviting me. I'm not I'm not a, an expert in this conversation, but I'm glad that you trusted me enough to speak on your platform, a platform that everyone can hear and you trusted me enough for me to have my two cents kind of included and heard, you know. I really really genuinely appreciate that. Any last thoughts? <laughs> Any last uh codes that you want to put out there where can people find you um yeah okay guys um first of all there's one tweet that i want to really put out that i think was very important please tell young dark-skinned kids that they are beautiful and that they're good enough and that they are enough the babies the toddlers please 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 validate their feelings validate them in society just do that because it starts from it starts there um, I wish I had people being kind to me when I was a child because I still carry the burdens of that. But that's my my little words 
to end off with. But I'm Tamia. You guys can find me on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, both on Instagram and Twitter, I'm Tamia Juliet underscore M. Um, just follow me. I do post cute things. <laughs> and I occasionally <laughs> get serious. And I also occasionally get funny. So if you guys really, really like what I spoke about, you guys can catch me, especially on IG. I did put out an IGTV video that was an experience that I didn't like, that I experienced due to colorism. And I think people did find it pretty interesting and very educating. So whoever hasn't caught that on this podcast, can you guys just check it out? And on Twitter, I'm just there for vibes, guys. Like, <laughs> so if you like vibes, come join me. <laughs> Well, that brings us to the end of the podcast episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I hope that your thoughts were provoked. I'm not, I'm not even sure if that makes sense. But I really hope that uh, you took something from the conversation because I know I did. But nonetheless, please don't forget to like, share and subscribe to the podcast. Alternatively, you can follow us on all our social media at just underscore vibes podcast. From me to you, thank you for tuning in.